This is Kayla McCall, and you're listening to Permission to Pivot. I'm so excited today. We have a fantastic episode with my friend Sarah talking all things burnout, ADHD, and just choosing to pivot to bring more joy and excitement to her life. So enjoy. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Kayla. I'm so I'm, glad to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. I cannot wait to dive into your story and your pivot journey um, and just kind of go into those things. So I figured to just start off for an icebreaker, we would just go into the age old question that we all got asked growing up. What are you going to be when you grow up? What did you tell people when they asked you that? You know, when they asked me, I never really had an answer, but inside I have always wanted to be a rock star. Okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> but you wouldn't say that out loud. Mm-mm. No, no way. Okay. Okay. No way. Too, was... too big for you. Totally. Totally. And I think I just, it was never a question that I was able to answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Cause I feel like when I ask people that question, I get pretty much two answers, right? Like yours where it's, I just never really knew. I never really had that like one thing or it's the opposite where the person is like, Oh, I was going to be this from the day that I could tell you what I was going to be. Right. So I feel like yeah. there's kind of two categories and maybe there's like a fuzzy third one where people say what they think people want to hear that they're going to be when they grow up, but they have a totally different idea in their mind. And so I was curious with your rockstar one, if there was something else that you said to fill that gap of what are you going to be when you grow up? Or if you just always were like, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, I think I was always, we'll see what happens. I will say like when I decided to go to college, like the week before it started, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I'm Mm going to major in psychology and Spanish. So like this, like whole, my, um, my interest in the way that people think and the way that we are in the world has Mm -hmm. been lifelong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting. Well, that kind of takes me into, um, you mentioned briefly college. I'm really curious, kind of a little bit of your backstory, um, as far as, as far back as you want to go, as far as some pivotal things that happened for you, just kind of growing up, um, that kind of made you who you are. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really, that's a really loaded question. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) how deep do you want to go? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's so, um, you know, I grew up middle child. I was always like, I've always been a person who just always felt a little different. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I can remember like being in like fourth grade and like, I would bring like, I would, we'd be reading books or whatever. And I would like bring my book up to the teacher and be like, this is missing a period or like this has two spaces, you know, or this word is spelled wrong. And Mm -hmm. so I've always had like a feel for that. And my mom tells a story of, um, kind of that same time period of the teacher giving us an assignment, like draw, draw a picture of these 20 vocabulary words. And I 
drew a picture that included everything. Like, so I was like really, really thoughtful. Like, how can I include all of these words into one picture? Mm -hmm. And I looked over and everybody else had 20 boxes. Yeah. And drew like individual pictures. Wow. And so I looked at that and I went, oh no, (laughs) it turned my page over. Yeah. So if that tells you, like, I feel like that kind of tells the story of like how it feels to have a brain Mm -hmm. that works differently. Yeah. And to see that in conjunction with the way other people work. See, I told you I was going to cry when you asked me that story. Yeah. Because what happened right after that is the teacher called my mom. And then like the next week I was being tested and I didn't understand why. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, Sarah, you're not going to middle school with all these people. You're going to this gifted class. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Right. And you're being transported across the city. And so, and then I was like in school with all these kids who had been in these gifted classes this whole time. So I wasn't as smart as them. Mm -hmm. And so I always just felt like so different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so tough as a kid because all you want to do, and, and as adults, we look at that and we're like, how amazing that you process things the way that you did and you're different. But as a kid, that's all you want is to just be like everybody else. You don't want to stand out. You don't want like any kind of, I mean, you want to be noticed in some ways, but you want it to be for the right thing. You don't want to feel different. And I think about yes. my 10 year old now too. And I watch her navigate life and I see her goofy gifts and the things that we really love about her. And I see as she's getting older, parts of her pulling those things back. And it's yes. so hard to watch as an adult. Cause you're just like, no, those things are incredible and magical, but it's what we all go through as kids. Totally. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's parts of my childhood that are similar in the way of there's just, there's things that were happening that were putting little spotlights on things that didn't feel good to have spotlights on. Right. So yeah, it, in turn, we, we shift things, we tweak things to what feels more comfortable, but it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to look back at the, especially I'm sure for you at, at that moment of what an incredible picture, what an incredible way to put those (laughs) things together in a way where every other kid probably just, here's the direction I'm going to do exactly what the direction is and what everyone else is doing. And, and yeah, and then have yours be this incredible piece that I'm sure your teacher was like, we would have put that on the wall. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. Exactly. And, um, so yeah, it was just really interesting. And so kind of like my, my younger life. So I basically just like threw away my intelligence even in that that gift just like I mean I just like went fuck school I think Mm -hmm. my freshman year I got like a 1.2 oh my gosh I like skipped school drank smoked weed like and my mom was like we are moving to North Dakota (laughs) so we moved I don't know what to do so we are moving (laughs) yeah we're we are moving and so you know I because I was like in this environment that I didn't really care about I was able to excel right I was able to like build myself a new life as myself that kind of like integrated yeah Yeah. integrated my personality and my intelligence and that's amazing so it ended up being a good move yeah yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Where were you living before North Dakota? Seattle. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then fast forward a little bit. You said that you decided to go to college like the night before you started. Yep. Is that kind of your MO? Is that kind of, I'm going to make a decision, do something. And it's like, yep. Yep. Same, same. same. Any of my friends and family listening to this will laugh and be like, that is exactly Kayla as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I lasted a year, but Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was self-sufficient. My mom told me like, if you want new shoes, go get a job. Right. And this was like 15 for sure. And so I did. And so I just worked and I was working full-time, two jobs, going to school full-time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, making money is easier. Right. Totally. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. So I did that instead. Right. Cause I hated, I didn't like the big groups of people. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. I had to take shit. I wasn't interested Mm -hmm. in this. Like, yeah, Yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. And then my old roommate and I were like, do you want to move? We'll put names in a hat. Yeah. And then I moved to Portland back in 2000. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Names in a hat. So, you know, <laughs> what other places were in that hat? I just have oh, to know. Oh gosh. Like Minneapolis, Miami, Boston, right? We, and we yeah. each picked six, put them in and we okay. each had picked Portland and we each had picked Boston. And then we, we drew and it was Boston or Portland. And then yeah. I was, I'd be in Boston. Oh my gosh. That's wild. I love that. That's such a fun a way to just phone. determine a really big life change. I love that. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that is really, it's kind of like when you know that it's time for a change, it doesn't really matter how mm-hmm. it happens. You just yeah. do it. Yep. Yeah. And not everybody's like that though. You know, there's people that can know that they need a life change, but it's so uncomfortable that they don't. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I yeah. feel like there's people that make huge changes. Right. But then there's also just small changes you can make throughout your life that will totally move your life into a different direction. And so I think it's, it's interesting to hear the different stories and then hope that there's people that can relate in a way that makes enough of impact for people to get, get brave and do the things that feel a little bit scary because ultimately, and you've said this to me before, what if the opposite is true? Right. And you've said that so many times and I love it so much because it's, you know, if you're scared to do something and you're like, well, what if I fail? What if I lose money? What if I, whatever. And what if the opposite happens and it makes Mm -hmm. everything happen for you. And so, yeah, that was a big reason of starting this is because I am very much a, the minute I see something that I'm excited about, I'm like, I'm all in, I'm jumping in and I'm, but not everybody is like that. And it's not always a good thing, but I feel like in my experience, it's been better to be bold and brave and learn than to not at all. So, so then that kind of goes into going to college for a little while, feeling like that wasn't for you. Where Uh did that take you career wise? Like, how were you making money? Yeah. So I, you know, I got a job over the phone at Columbia Sportswear. Mm-hmm. So I worked at the retail store downtown and kind of like moved up from sales associate to merchandising to mm-hmm. finally, when I left there, I was like the assistant store manager mm-hmm. and I moved over to another place after I had my daughter. And then after I had my second daughter, I mean, I retail is really fun. Cause you're constantly like dealing with people mm-hmm. dealing with like, whether that's customers or employees. Like yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but as a parent and as a workaholic, mm-hmm. 
who has a family. My husband was like, Hey, pick. Mm -hmm. So I went and I got my insurance license while I was pregnant with my daughter and was doing that. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Always more than one thing at a time. Always. Always more than one thing at a time. And so, you know, I got to the point where I like had enough clients in my insurance business where I went off on my own. And then I was like, Oh, this is boring and lonely. I don't really fucking like insurance. Mm -hmm. And so I applied for a job at a software sales company. I didn't know anything. I like go into this interview and I'm like, they're like, well, do you know how do you excel? And I was like, a little bit, but I'm like, sure. Really good at figuring things out. Like that's my superpower. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) you know, I was there for, I was there for five years and like started out in sort of like a customer service role and just like ultimately like started doing like marketing and sales and operations. And then I got really burnt out. Mm-hmm. And then I quit and I had nothing, mm-hmm. nothing lined up, You're nothing done. lined up. I remember, I mean, it was very much like a Liz Gilbert moment, like where mm-hmm. you're just like on the floor, like crying, like what the fuck? Yeah. Wrong with where me? did all this time go? Where am I? What's Who happening? am I? Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause one of the things, and I don't know how you relate to this, but for me, I think you know, if you go back to like me wanting to be a rock star, I spent a lot of my life performing, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, Mm -hmm. if you want this, then I can be this and I can do this. Right. And my brain can handle multiple things. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you do that is like, you don't know where to stop when you're so busy Mm -hmm. making sure that everybody else is okay. Yeah. And I think for me too, it, it, was hard for me to figure out like who I truly was and what actually made me feel good and made me happy because so much of my feel good energy came from making other people happy and making their life easier and bringing them joy and peace and all of these things. And that's how I felt complete was I needed to be needed by everyone around me. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I can relate to that a lot. Yeah. And then, and then being a parent on top of that, right. Being a mother and a working mother and Mm -hmm. like having, having those sort of like dual roles and never feeling like enough in either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's funny because I was listening to a different podcast and, um, they, she talks a lot about the whole balance thing and how it just doesn't exist. You know, there's just, there's not a way to have balance, but for me, if I'm not giving a hundred percent to like my home life and my kid kids and my husband and all of that stuff, then what I'm being pulled to do at this point in my life, I've realized better be something that I am so happy and fulfilled doing that it is a trickle down to my family and my kids and stuff. Because I feel like, you know, when I, I used to own an event planning company for seven years. And when I would be pulled away to go do that stuff and, you know, and be that person for other people, it was so draining that I felt I came home and was drained and didn't want to be that person for my people anymore either. And so I'm so grateful doing work that I've done on myself. And just, I think just as I'm getting older too, I'm like, you know what? No, if, if I'm going to be gone, it's going to be stuff that I'm really excited about and stuff that I'm excited to share with Mm -hmm. my family. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's probably what you were feeling when you were on the floor crying, going, what am I doing? Like draining myself for, for what? Totally, totally. And you know, it's interesting because that was actually back in 2015. Mm-hmm. So that was like my first pivot. That yeah. was my, well, no, I guess I've made multiples. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. But, but I had nothing. And so like, then like old co-workers came back, Sarah, can you build my website? Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Can you do that? And I'm like, sure. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like building entire systems to like support a company, launching a 3d printing company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then uh-huh. like doing sales for heck. And, and I did. So ultimately like there, are, there are some decision points along the way where it's like, okay, I can't do like four things at once. What can go, what do I enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit and I was just doing the, the sales role and it was actually really, really fun for a lot of times, but it, but it got kind of stressful and you know, when you're dealing with a lot of different personalities and like trying to make goals happen and all this stuff. It Mm -hmm. was just like, I don't, I'm so burnt out. I ended up in the hospital with like, I I got like a basic getting ready for a root canal, whatever, Mm -hmm. just super, whatever dental procedure. And it got so like my whole face was infected and oh my they gosh. admitted me to the hospital yeah. like yeah. a week before. So your my whole body treatment. was like shutting down. It was yeah, like, it was listen, like... if you're not going to rest, we're going to make you rest. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. And um, this was like a week before my 40th birthday. I'm like, Sarah, what the fuck? Oh, like, yeah. stop. Like, you, you got to stop giving yourself away and you got to mm-hmm. stop blaming other people. Like, you got to take responsibility for your own shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on my 40th birthday, I had written myself a letter on future me, like Mm -hmm. maybe seven years before. Okay. And so it got delivered to me on my 40th birthday. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Yeah. And it was like, Hey, how are you? I hope you're not at this place anymore. Um, I just want you to know, like, I really hope that you're starting to move towards um, supporting small businesses, like Mm -hmm. kind of like a life coach, but like, not really, but like, you're really good at that. And I want Mm -hmm. you to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that there's this thing, like we always know who we are and what we Mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, I took a month and then, and then I was like, actually I quit. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but it's going to be mine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I'll figure yeah. it out. So yeah. that was like, but like, we know, like, I think that there's mm-hmm. a wisdom inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, everybody talks about that, like ego piece though. That's like, whether it's imposter syndrome or whether it's just straight fear, what, you know, whatever it is that stops us from it. Um, it, it takes a while to bring that back up. If you've spent so many years putting everybody else's stuff ahead of your own. Yeah. So when you quit and you were like, I'll figure it out, what does Mm -hmm. figuring out look like for you? Yeah. So I joined, um, like I had this, I had this thing in my heart. It was like, I, I help people create sustainable, successful, and joyful businesses. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the things when we have experienced like this deep pain of like self abandonment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. people pleasing. Right. And like, 
I think there comes this draw to like recognize that like we're worth fighting for. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I think that's where it's always been. I'm like, I focus on the person first, like who Mm -hmm. are you as a person Mm -hmm. and how can we bring that to life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In whatever way that needs to be. Um, so yeah. And that's your human design work. Right. That's my human design work. And yes. then, and then also I think having that strong background in sales and marketing and operations, if people want support in that, mm-hmm. like I am like an idea factory, but yes. like not just ideas, but like, here's how, here's how we can make that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, um, your human design stuff, cause you did a human design reading for me Ugh. and I feel like that is, especially for entrepreneurs, that is so impactful and so important because I think you said it when we did our reading that nothing is an accident. Like nothing happens by accident. Like it's all happening because of the way that you're designed and, you know, and then that's causing yeah. you to make choices and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think knowing this information that deep down we know about ourselves, but like seeing it in front of us in black and white and um, having it explained to us in a way that makes a lot of sense, I think can just empower business owners to really lean into those things. Like one of the things I know on mine was my gut, which was so funny because I told you for the last seven years, I've had terrible gut issues and I've gone through all these things and cut everything out of my diet and what, you know, whatever, and nothing was working but it boiled down to stress and anxiety and not doing the things and not, yeah, not trusting my gut and not leaning into when this doesn't feel right. That means you shouldn't do it, you know? And, and so seeing that, that I was like, oh my gosh, everything comes from my gut. Like no wonder, (laughs) you know, everything, all my symptoms show up there. Like it just, it made so much sense. And it was such so eye opening for me. And it's funny because you know, I've had people tell me in the past, you know, um, you're probably making yourself sick with anxiety or, you know, whatever. I've had people say that stuff to me, mm-hmm. but it's always easy to brush off, I guess. But then being able to see it all put together yeah. the way that you're able to put it together, I feel like was just so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think in sort of my, um, sort of my life journey, right? Especially as I moved from retail, which was actually very, very natural fit for me mm-hmm. um, into like the more corporate settings. It was like a fish out of fucking water. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, yeah. but I'm a master at like fitting in. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was constantly looking for ways to explain myself to myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like personality tests. I'm an ENFP. I'm a 2W3 Enneagram. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, like all these things. And then, so, so I just started like discovering tools. And then in 2018, I was like, but I still feel like there's something wrong with me. And I was like ruminating at 3am and it's like, I find like ADHD in women. And I was like, everything here is me. Yes. Oh my God. I know we have this in common too. Yes. What the, I mean, just like the whole thing. Yeah. Every single thing on that list was me. And I was just like sobbing tears, but they were like tears of relief. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I go to the psychiatrist and I'm like, this yeah. This is me. And he's like everything on this list. And I was like, literally everything. He's like, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure you don't just have anxiety? Like, are you sure you're not just anxious? Yep. And I'm like, 
No. It's like, I know what it feels like to be anxious, but like, no, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm boy, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm like, I know what it feels like to be sad and depressed, but like, those do not describe me. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I understand those feelings, mm-hmm. but I would never use them as like a term. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything, I don't ever want to shame anybody who suffers with depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all the time. I just know what that's like. But it's a different feeling than what you and I have gone through. And it's, and it's so interesting. It's, it reminds me of the, the, the thing where when you get a car, now you see that car everywhere. Yes. It is the same thing with being diagnosed with ADHD. It is everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just unaware of it. I do know that it's become so much more talked about in women in just the last couple of years, but I went through something so similar where I was feeling very out of control as far as it, when it was during COVID, when we're all home, we're all, and I yeah. was just, and I remember I, I, same thing. I met with a psychiatrist and I was like, I don't know if I'm depressed. I don't know if I'm anxious. I don't know what's happening. And she was like, after talking to her and explaining like my day, she was like, let's go through what you do in a day. Like, I want to talk about it. Like, and then, and then she was like, and I want to talk about, then we, we went broader. She's like, let's talk about kind of the last year, like change, whatever. And so we were talking about that stuff and she goes, I want you to take this evaluation and it's for ADHD. And I was like, what? <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams would I have ever thought someone would tell me that I had ADHD because I, what I had envisioned that looks like is a bunch of boys jumping off of their school desks, right? Like mm-hmm. for me that I had no idea that it could manifest in the ways that it was. And I, just like you, I took this evaluation and the questions that it was being asked were like gut punches over and over again. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then it was the same tears of relief of I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy person that is just running around all the time. Like there is a reason and there's ways to channel this in a very productive way. And it was really funny because when I brought it up to my husband, I go, she wants me to take this massive evaluation for ADHD. And he was like, well, no shit. And I was like, what? And he was like, Kayla, of course you have ADHD. And I was like, oh my, what is happening here? And he was like, I have watched you half unload the dishwasher, start folding clothes, <laughs> go upstairs and scrub the bathroom toilet while trying trying to write an offer for a real estate transaction. Like none of those things work uh, together. And I was like, oh my God, like it was just <laughs> crazy. But the more that I dive into it, and I'm sure you're seeing it too. It is very prevalent in creative people. It is. Oh, it's a it's- reason why we do what we do, right? It's how we make those connections, right? It's why I could make that picture. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, well, this reminds me of this, reminds me of this. Now, yes. now how do we, you know, our trouble is always like, how do we like close yes. the cupboards? Yeah. Oh my oh my God. Close <laughs> the cupboards. That's hilarious. Right. How do we make sure we close the cupboards? Yeah. And like yep. Brian get just the told me I'll leave every cupboard in the house open literally this morning. He said that to me. <laughs> It's okay. But I love yes. that about myself. But but initially, I feel like you have to go through that shame mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, my whole life. Like, yeah. I mean, you can see that throughout my entire life. I think that there is this sense of separateness, of differentness, mm-hmm. of all of that that 
goes yeah. through us. And the over, the over committing the over mm-hmm. and, and that leads always to the burnout. Right. And I, and I remember even as a young kid, it's like, I, and it trickled into adulthood, always had plans. I always had to be somewhere. I always had to be on a team. I always had to be do like, it was mm-hmm. filling time all, all the, all the time. You know, I couldn't just have idle mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. that became very apparent as an adult as well. And then it became something that I came to realize I was doing to my kids. I was like, oh, so we're going to do gymnastics on this day. And on this day, you're going to do that. And you're, and finally, Brian was like, hold on, what, you know, what are we doing here? And I, and that was all in the time that I was finding out about my ADHD and like diving into it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do the same thing to my kids that I did to myself. Yeah. 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 And you know, what's interesting though, is I, I did the opposite. I hid. Mm. I didn't want to be observed or judged. Yeah. And so I made myself as small as possible. Yeah. As delightful as possible. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think it kind of fit in with the, yeah. 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 So that I wouldn't, nobody could see me. And that's why I think I was struggling. Yeah. And that's what I think it's so difficult, especially to diagnose in girls and women, because it does manifest in very different ways and affect us in very different ways. Yeah. 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 It it was interesting to, to like, when I got my formal diagnosis more than just like, take this pill. And if it works, you have ADHD. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. uh, But I mean, I got like a hundred percent in the inattentive type and like, Mm -hmm. 50% 50% in the, um, the hyperactive, yeah. but for me, the hyperactive is internal. Oh, it's okay. not external. Yeah. Mine is external for sure. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it's, it's just super interesting. So, so I got that ADHD diagnosis and I was like in coaching and I'm like, that makes sense. And then I continued to search for tools and I discovered human design and I don't even know how, Okay, but I was like, I mean, probably a late night Google search again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How do I know what's wrong with me? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I run my chart and I'm like, oh my freaking God. Like ADHD is one thing to explain how my brain works, but human design, I'm like, this is like a map that explains me mm-hmm. and every single thing that I thought is wrong with me is like perfect. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like the sense of inadequacy I feel is the shining light in my life. Mm -hmm. Like explain that a little bit. Yeah. So, so our conscious sun, which is like when we're born is 70% of our energy. Like yours is commitment, right? You, Mm -hmm. when you commit to things that you say yes to that, yeah, that is everything. And you can Mm -hmm. change your mind all you want. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. then you're going to evoke feeling with that. Mine is literally in the, the gate of depth, which is all about, um, feeling, feeling like you always need to know more, right. Gathering more resources, right. Becoming this well, and there can be this shadow of inadequacy that just comes with that. Mm -hmm. And so that self-doubt, those feelings now, when they come up, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What do I need to learn right now? Or what mm-hmm. do I already know? You know what I mean? So it yeah. just gives me like this, this energy of like, of course you feel like you don't know enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. what does it mean to you? 
And you and can so, like take care of that piece of you in I that time myself, right? In that yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to like worry about, you know, knowing that I'm an emotional authority, right? Where you have that sacral authority, you have like that gut. Yes. That mm-hmm. instinct mm-hmm. of mine. I have to run it through my emotions where before I would like make decisions when I was like super excited about something. And mm-hmm. then I would be like, why don't I want to do this anymore? Yeah. Or I'd be trying to make decisions from when I'm in the sludge. Right. And I'm like, Oh, if I just do this, then I'll be different. Mm -hmm. And to know for me, like that is just part of my process and that my feelings make sense Mm -hmm. and to allow them to wash through me and to, I don't know. It just, it just helps me like set boundaries with people with expectations. Like, let me sleep on it. Right. Yeah. Let me, let me feel this through mm-hmm. and to have that language and to have yeah. that internal understanding. Um, it's just, I'm, I can lead myself and I can love myself and I can hold myself through anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just so powerful to be able to do, especially as we get older and as you and I are both raising daughters and stuff, I'm like, how incredible for our like future generations to be able to be a part of us doing this for ourselves. And that's a big, you know, a big motivator. And I'm sure it is for you too, of finding just pure joy in life is because, and I remember I was on a podcast a long time ago. It was like a mom's podcast. And, um, we were just briefly talking and I told her, I go, I've just got to the point where I want to live the life that I tell my kids that I want them to live. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, I tell them all the time, prioritize your friendships, do things that make you happy, do things that light you up. And I'm like, hold on. I'm like, me I want, too. yes, I want all <laughs> me of first. those things and me <laughs> first. Exactly. And I'm like, the only way they're going to do that for themselves is if they see it happening in front yeah. of them. Right. And so I think the whole human design thing, I think everybody needs to do it because I think it just empowers you further to lean into those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there's like this unshaming that happens, or at least the way that I look at it, because there's Mm -hmm. people who can look at human design and there, we all have shadows, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they will fucking lean into your shadow and be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm like, Hey, yeah, you have shadows, but here's your light. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. How do we accept both? Yeah. Yeah. And love both. Um, but yeah, like knowing my husband's design has helped me so much. Knowing I bet. Kids, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I have one daughter who has like entirely individual energy and I used to get so fucking frustrated with her when I'd be like, well, we got to think about this person while we're doing that. And she's like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I and now I'm like, oh, of course she doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she literally gets no benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now it's like, okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes we got to do things for the greater good. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, okay. But you know, now that it takes her a little bit longer to get there. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it's so interesting. And I would love for everyone to like, take the time to do it and to understand it. And, and like you said, I I need to do it for my kids. I need to do it for my husband because it just understanding each other better to 
the core, I think is just so important. And when you think about like the grand scheme of the world and how heavy everything feels, I'm like, if we could all just understand each other a little bit better, I'm like, how much more peaceful would it be? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And my other daughter, she's like very, very in her head, but it's like completely detached from her gut. Mm -hmm. And so she's caught in her emotions. So she's like in her head trying to resolve things. And I'm like, let's bring it together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. So then you've made this big shift and you're really moving into helping small businesses and just empowering people to understand themselves. What does that feel like? I love to know a little bit about people's like daily lives. What does that look like for you on a kind of a daily basis? And I'm sure not every day is the same, but I feel like when I think about doing the things that make you happy, how do you feel like it's changed your daily life? I have to tell you, like, it is the most empowering thing to wake up in the morning and know that I have control of my day. Mm-hmm. Like I get to choose, right. I get to, con- I mean, so much of the work that I do is just connecting with people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is so life affirming for me. Yeah. And I would say for any of us who have ADHD or who have these brains, like I don't have to take medicine anymore because mm-hmm. I'm doing work that feels good. Yep. 100%. And I get to choose how I do it. Yep. Yeah. And like I said, it can be another part of our superpower if (laughs) we're doing the things that support us. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's still areas where I get hung up, right. Mm Follow-up is always hard for me, but Mm -hmm. I love it once I'm in it. It's just getting the energy to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, that like the boundaries that I set with people in my life, right? Like I, my yes means something now. Mm -hmm. I literally only will say yes when I have the energy for it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling funky about saying yes to something, I will say, Hey, I'm feeling funky about this. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like I want to make, because I want to make sure that anything I give my energy to, Mm -hmm. which is precious and fucking hugely impactful. Yeah. I want to make sure it feels good to me and to you. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for saying yes to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it means a lot. It's a wholehearted yes, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you. I like, I loved our conversation. I love spending time with you in Mexico. Yes. I'm so excited for just like who you are and like how powerful you are and like you're doing the damn thing. Like you're not. It like brings tears of just joy and pride to my heart. Thank you. And I'm so grateful that you made the pivot in your life that you made because it has changed my life. And I'm sure there's multiple people that have told you that. And it's like, again, not that you need any outside reassurance, but it, I mean, it's, it is life-changing and I feel like I I'm so excited for other people to hear a little bit about what you do and know that it's something that they can explore and be a part of too. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to wake up every day feeling like you're doing what you are meant to do and what you love to do. And, you know, it's not all day, every day, right? I still have to go like scoop the dog poop in the backyard, but I feel like the majority of when I lay down to go to sleep and when I wake up, it's just 
excitement and I can hear that in your voice too. And it's just, it's really inspiring. And I just, yeah. So love talking to you. My last and final question is, um, if you were to give advice to somebody that's about to make a big change in their life and you've given me advice, what would you, what would be like the one piece of advice that you would give them? They're like on the edge. They're about to like make the leap. I would just affirm to them that I would say like, you do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like you do know. Mm-hmm. Right? I wrote, I had written my future seven years before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they just need like to that, trust themselves. That is, in you, that is in you for a reason. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that is. I love that. Yeah. I love that. They know best. We know best. You do know. And and, yeah. and you have what it takes to to hold yourself, right? Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it's a practice, yeah. right? You know, being yourself is a practice. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being yourself in public. I don't know if you ever experienced this. That's a whole nother fucking level. <laughs> what mean? do you mean? Just uh, the other the day. You know, I've been kind of active in stories and like sharing mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. it's a place where I really feel like, like I want to share, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like sharing with one person, but I've had people comment like, oh, you're really, you're really showing up in my feed. And usually men, Oh God. like I saw your, yeah. and I'm like, do not. Yeah. Like just good for fucking me. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. It's reaching the people it needs to. Yeah. And we so just like, have to remember that the other yes. ones yes. get out of here. Yeah. Ugh. No, but I, I totally, I, I understand what you mean with being yourself in public. And Ugh. I, I, yeah, I feel that a lot. And and it's funny because it depends on the time of the, the like month or the year, or whatever, or the season, or if it's raining or whatever. Yeah. But there's days that like, I am so into getting on and just sharing my thoughts or whatever. And then there's some days that I'm like, I have nothing good to share. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just not coming on here today. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, honor, the, honor that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I do not believe in forcing. I do not believe that mm-hmm. there's one way for any of us to do yeah. anything. Yeah. And, you just yeah, have but... to do, do what feels right. Yeah. Well, where can everybody find you and follow you and get a human design reading with you and all of that kind of yeah. stuff? So I would love for people, if they feel inclined, follow me at Hey Sarah DeMeo. I love to share things about just things that I am seeing or experiencing or like just ways that you can hold yourself like that. That's mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and you know, I don't have like discovery calls, but I take my dog for a walk every morning at 845 Pacific. And if you ever just want to talk to me and see what it's like to talk to me, totally free. Yeah. My dog's kind of a dick, but it's just a wonderful way to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you choose, I would love to do a spotlight session with you. And I just introduced stage light coaching, which is a month of support and just like bringing you to light. Yeah. So I am a rock star. You are, you are a rock star. And I, yeah, yeah, I did a a walk with you and it was amazing. And it was super 
uh, helpful and it's, it's just great to have someone else to bounce ideas off of. So I highly recommend that, but the human design, I think is just so important for people, um, at any stage of their life. But I feel like, especially if you are in a season of change or growth or whatever, I think it's just so, so helpful. So, um, yeah, I hope that especially people, especially when you're you pivoting, there. especially yeah. when, you're pivoting. when you are pivoting, like I've always said, even from the beginning, it's like, who's your ideal client. I'm like, they are at a pivot point in their life where they're Mm -hmm. tired of being what everybody else wants them to be. And they're ready to be more themselves Mm -hmm. in their lives and in their businesses. So it's interesting to me that you're doing. Yes. I'm like, yes, yes. I know. Yes. Permission (laughs) to pivot. And, and that's, that's my message is you don't need permission from anybody to make changes in your life. But if you do, here it is, make the change, go do it. Yes. I feel like, I feel like the work I do is all about giving you permission to yeah. be yourself too. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love it so much and it's I so exciting. Too. And again, this is that whole ADHD side of me. This is something that excites me and lights me up and I can do this all day long. So yeah. Right. So Amen, happy sister. to, so happy to do it. And so happy to talk with you and that's going to be all for today. So right. thank you. Kayla. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a great day. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.